We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Hello everyone and welcome to Business Matters presented by Valley First, a division of First Rest Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello, I'm Chief Strategy Officer at Now Media Group. Today we welcome Zahara and Annabelle to Business Matters. Did I get it right? I said I was going to yes, mess up your name, right, I think yeah. I got it right. So Zahara and Annabelle are two local uh, Kelowna High School students and we're here to talk about Sustainable Development Challenge. Uh, so welcome, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having us. No thank problem. you. And they're both uh, out of school, or I'm going to say skipping school, but they're not really skipping school because they're in school doing this. So <laughs> we're good. Um, so maybe we'll just start off. Can you guys let us know uh, what grade both are you in and what schools you guys are attending? And maybe Annabelle, you can go first. Um, I'm a grade 11 student and I'm at OKM. Cool. Okay. And I'm a grade 12 student at KSS, Kelowna Secondary School. So did you did you two know each other at all before you kind of got involved with uh, the CNB Challenge? No? No, <laughs> no, we met through it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, were you both born and raised in Kelowna? Are you both Kelowna people or would you guys move to, to Kelowna? Uh, I moved from Vancouver, so I half, half, bit of half. <laughs> yeah. How about you, I Annabelle? Moved, I moved here from Ontario. Oh, okay. wow. Big, big move. <laughs> You guys enjoyed the move, like Kelowna? I don't like the cold, but yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big school person. <laughs> uh, that's too funny. Well, and we have it pretty easy here considering some of the other provinces. So um, so let's jump in. Annabelle, I'll start with you. So um, you spoke at TEDx Youth, um, I think it was just a year ago, right? In 2022, is that correct? That is correct, yeah. Yeah, and, and you were under a group, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, of a group called Our Voice for Change. And I have a two-part question on that, is that what is our voice What is our voice for change? I'm curious if you can explain a little bit. And then you had a talk titled uh, Dissection, Our Past, Not Our Future. And I was curious what that talk was focused on. Okay, so Our Voice for Change is a group that's centered around animal dissection, uh, mostly about student choice revolving that. Because, you know, animal dissection is very common in our science classes. But actually, if you look at the research, it's not necessary when there's multiple alternatives that provide have been tested to provide an equal and in many cases, an actually improved education. So what our voice for change is, it's not about taking away animal dissection, it's about adding in alternatives for students who may be uncomfortable with the idea of dissection, whether that's for religious reasons, personal reasons, uh, any type of any area in that. Well, yeah, anywhere in that area. So our voice for change, what we did is we emplaced a district policy that allowed students to have a choice in the matter where teachers would have to provide an alternative in their classrooms and then the student's grade couldn't be negatively impacted based on that choice. Mm, interesting. Mm -hmm. So how was it on being on stage talking about this? Was there a big audience you were talking to? Uh, there was only about 100 people, but it was recorded okay. and it was pretty exciting to get the word out there more. So I'm curious what, like, I was reading, so trying to prepare for this, kind of reading both of your guys involved. Maybe we'll start with you, Annabelle. It's sort of like, 
what pushed you, what got you interested in making a positive impact? Like, you know, there's always a lot of distractions out there and there's lots of other things you can do, but what, what made you drive to something like this, like getting, you know, getting on stage at TEDx and, and work there? What, what, what sort of, what was the motivator for you? Hmm. Um, so I've always been really passionate about things like this, especially relating to animal rights. In 2021, me and my team, Marvester Change, we were in the Sustainable Development Challenge and we won first place. Mm. So getting funding like that really helped push our project. And then we can kind of just continued from there. And then we found out about the, about the TEDx opportunity and really any opportunity to get our voices out there and kind of change the way people are thinking about dissection, showing that it's kind of in our past and we need to learn to adapt to the new future. So you were... Um... Uh, can you speak a little bit about your your involvement in Sustainable Development Challenge? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was uh, late 2020 and okay. a teacher mentioned briefly about Sustainable Development Challenge and I was like, that caught my interest really well. And then I gathered a few of my friends who I knew were equally passionate. And at first we, our project was just about animal testing, but then we kind of narrowed it down to focusing on animal dissection. And that's when we learned that it really wasn't as necessary as we always thought it was. And there's actually a lot of really great alternatives that exist out there. And we wanted to make our schools more aware of that and students' needs. Interesting. So what year did you said in 2020 you were in the challenge? Uh, we started the challenge in 2020. Uh, we won in 2021. Oh, excellent. Okay, cool. So uh, we're going to, I know Zahara has been waiting there patiently. So we'll kind of switch focus a little bit and we'll come back to Annabelle. So uh, Zahara, your, your, um, your project was titled Education for Her, which was a uh, 2020 winner of the top prize at the Sable Development Challenge. Um, can you talk a little bit about that project and what it was? Okay, so um, originally I found out about the challenge through a counselor at my um, former middle school at Dr. Knox. And then I met this group of three other girls and they were telling me about it and what they kind of were doing. And I was really at that time in my life, really focusing on female rights and female voices. And so they told me that they were going to partner with a former organization that we actually knew of because the person who runs the organization was Erica Van Noyen, who was all of our grade five teacher. And so she runs IC Solutions, which is a nonprofit organization and charity that basically produces menstrual kits in Canada by many women in the community, mostly the elderly demographic of women. And they produce that and then they bring it over to Uganda for the women there mm. to use because um, they were trying to target period poverty because many women there are unable to access education or educational opportunities, especially after before, I think, before secondary school, way earlier on, because getting your period obviously varies by age. Right. But So they did that so that women could continue their education there. And so when my three friends told me that, I was absolutely ecstatic to join the project. <laughs> so we got together, we formulated an idea, and we came up with Education for Her, which is a project centered around a four woman ran business where the woman, the four women in Uganda would produce their own menstrual kits, which would not only firstly provide income for themselves and their children, which they can buy for educational supplies, but as well as giving access to women there to continue their education and just creating awareness surrounding that. So how did you, can you, how did you guys first come across that this issue existed? Was it from that teacher? Oh, yeah. Is that what you're saying? Like, yes, how, how did you guys? Actually... Yeah. Um, Erica introduced, actually, she introduced the the concept of period poverty 
in my grade five class, but she does that to all her classes. So at very, very early on, I kind of had an idea, but I think it really solidified when I went into the project and actually fully understood what the idea of period poverty was. Interesting. So you guys, both of you, so you guys won top prize. So we'll, we'll, we'll but you, so you got dollars. I think it was $5,000. So where did those dollars go? Where, where, how, how did you guys implement those dollars? And maybe Zahar, you can just continue and then we'll go to Annabelle okay. on that question yeah. as well. So we won the $5,000 prize money and then COVID hit literally mm. not even, I want to say three weeks after. So the <laughs> project got put on hold. So our whole timeline got thrown off. It was skewed. And so the organization IC ended up keeping the money for a period of time. But now since the borders are open in Uganda, COVID policies have lessened. They have, they're going to, they are, they have been to Uganda and are there currently. Um, and they're now using the money instead of not really like implementing the same project that we created but the same concept with another organization where they're building a, a big building and um they're just like a, it's a building for essentially multiple businesses it's kind of like a, a mall kind of setup multiple right. businesses for women to have and then they'll have the business that we produce created there as well and so it's just like becoming a part of a bigger um collaboration collaborational project that's yeah. that's awesome that's that's excellent Annabelle, how about you how did you guys how did you guys implement the 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 dollars that you want Mm -hmm. uh, so what we did is with five grand, we've been using OKM as sort of a tester school. So we took 50 of our iPads and we uploaded them multiple different virtual dissections for science teachers to use. We also purchased learning packages from Society of Humane Sciences, which provides um, just workbooks and learning plans for teachers to use in their classrooms about dissection and how to incorporate the virtual methods for students. And yeah, it's been going great so far. Interesting. So I know we're here to talk about the sustainable development challenge that's coming up, I think in all, just over a week. So people that maybe don't know what it is, could one of you kind of just give a high level overview of what is the sustainable development challenge? Uh, Who wants sure. to go? Trying it out. Um, <laughs> so the sustainable development challenge, it's a community organization that really focuses on youth leadership. Um, so teams of students, they'll create a project that centers around one or more of the 17 global goals. And then they'll work on that project for a few months, they'll develop it, they have mentors that are going to help refine their ideas. The projects can really come from one goal over here to a completely different goal by the time they're ready with it. And then they'll create their, their pitch for their project and they'll present to a panel of judges at the grand finale, which this year will be on the 23rd. And then the judges are going to view their presentations and then they'll kind of assign prize money based on what they think. So I'm interested when it comes to teams, did you, do you have, did you guys have to compete against other teams in your schools or other teams in the district or both? Yeah, solely, I believe it's just the district, the central Okanagan, okay. which is SDC, not SDC, it's at SD23. Right, okay. And then um, you compete against uh, multiple teams for the first round, the second round, all those teams that made it get to go to the finale, which you'll see on the 23rd. And, and, and Annabelle, you mentioned working with mentors, like are the mentors from your schools or are they from outside the school? Uh, they can be from schools, they can be from out in the community. It's really just a wide variety of people that have different expertises in all areas. Uh, Zahara and I this year were peer mentors. Actually. Oh, cool. Oh, that's awesome. How was that experience? 
Zara, do you want to? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if you wanted to try. <laughs> it was good. It was actually, it was quite fun. I love hearing the ideas that the, the students came up with, the teams came up with. And it was also kind of nice to give insight, you know, as former participants and kind of giving tips that we didn't have when we did it, you know? So, yeah. So you mentioned the event is the 23rd. Um, so it's coming up. Where is it hosted? Where is the actual event happening? At the Rotary. Oh, right or of the arts. And do you have to, you, do you have to pay for tickets or admission free? Do you guys know if you have to actually get to buy tickets for it? Uh, it's free. You just have to sign up ahead of time to reserve your ticket. But it's also oh, they know how many people could come. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That's good. And typically, I'm curious, like how many people usually come to these? Like, is it hundreds? Is it like, is it fairly full at the Rotary Center when you guys were doing it? I know Annabelle's was virtual, if I'm correct. Oh, right. Okay. Mine was pretty full. <laughs> we had a day, a matinee, uh, a matinee show, which had a bunch of schools come and that was pretty full. And then we had the evening with the finale and that had about slightly over a hundred, but much more than I originally thought to be quite honest. So it was good. Yeah. So I'm sure the virtual one is a little bit different, but what can people expect? Like, so if I come that day, um, or that night, what, am I actually, do the groups do presentations or how does that, how does the night usually go? Um, yeah, so ahead of time before the finale actually starts, there'll be a little fair set up with multiple businesses and organizations just kind of talking about their plans. Um, maybe some past winners of the challenge will also be there. And then you'll enter the auditorium, you'll find your seat, you know, there'll be some music, some music intro from local artists. Uh, you'll see some uh, art pieces from the Arts for Social Change mm -hmm. section of it, and in uh, sections the teams will present their pitches, and then it'll be kind of broken up by other things for them. And there's judges that are deciding, like there's a panel of judges that decide who the winning, the winners are, I assume? Yes, they read over the abstract, and then they're going to watch the presentations, and they all decide. Interesting. So I'm curious, so both of you have had projects that were top winners. Um, I'm curious, have you been able to continue fulfilling that? It sounds like Annabelle, you are doing some things with the iPads and that, but and then how long does that continue? Like how long can you sustain actually pushing this forward? And maybe, you know, Annabelle, you can start and Zara, same question. Like, like, so you're doing some stuff now, obviously with the school, which is amazing, but how can you continually push it forward? Mm -hmm. So right now, now that we have the policy in place, that was kind of our main thing. And we provided schools with the, um, uh, with the technologies, at least ours for now, but we still have funding left from both the challenge and then other grants that we've won over, because mm. we've, won, we've entered a few other competitions with our right. project. So now we have funding and we're kind of looking for ways to use that now. We're leaning towards providing funding for other interested schools to purchase the alternatives. Interesting. How about you, Zara? Um, well, currently right now, I think the organization's focus and our focus for my team is to first get the building up and running, which takes a decent amount of time, especially with changing environments, um, you know, not just COVID wise, but also politically in Uganda. And then I, I think after that, I think my team and I would really hope to maybe see kind of, I we would love to go with IC and see the changes, you know, not just through images, but 
up front face to face. And I think my team and I would love if this were to work out perfectly as everything, you know, we hope for, then I think we'd like to probably maybe push it out further and have more branches of that project going around throughout the country. Yeah. Get so more, you haven't, get more. I think you've answered the question, but you haven't been to Uganda. You're hoping to go, no, but yeah, I would love to go to Uganda. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope so. I mean, it was hard because we were originally going to go this year. That was like the timeline. Like it was supposed to be all up and running by 2023. And then in the summer, we'd hopefully go with IC because that's when they go to Uganda, but because of COVID and all these different changing environments, the whole timeline just got thrown away. So <laughs> kind of bummy, but it's, we're going to make do and we've, you know, we've adapted to the changes, I think perfectly fine. So, yeah. I'm curious how you, how you both, uh, and I thought you can go first on this is how you, how you balance it. Cause I assume that there's a lot of work that goes into these projects. It's not something you just get together one night and go, look what we created. Like there's, I'm sure there's lots of effort from the whole group and yourselves. How do you balance that? And schoolwork and social side and do you, do you find it difficult or because you have a passion for it it actually doesn't feel like it's work to both of you so maybe Annabelle you can go first so in the midst of the challenge it was definitely a lot of work and hours that we're putting into but again everyone in my team was really passionate about it we definitely all had our areas of expertise like someone would generally handle communications someone would handle um, outreach uh, well, I guess that was also communications Someone would handle the social medias, uh, writing out our pitch. Everyone kind of had their areas and we assigned work accordingly. How about you, Zahara? Same with Annabelle. My team and I, we signed, we signed uh, work accordingly, but I think, yeah, the passion for it really drives. It's definitely a lot of work. I tell every team coming into it, you know, you should not just, um, I don't know, the half asset. I don't know if I'm allowed yeah, to yeah, say yeah. Half asset, it <laughs> yeah, takes you a are. lot of time dedication you have to be willing to constantly be changing things you know your first rough draft might um you might think that would be the end on you just have to edit that but that might not be the case i've i've read over multiple abstracts where i've had to told, tell teams that hey like you're you're missing this point like you might have to change your, your initial idea and then they have to do that in order to you know find uh to meet the requirements but yeah, I think the drive for it um, really helps with balancing everything. And me personally, I'm involved with already a lot of community, like kind of community, I want to say more school-driven, school-driven focus um, activities and clubs at my school. So I think that kind of helps. And then the people that surround me, we all have very similar interests. So I feel like, you know, that kind of helps with the balancing in, in a way. Yeah. So what are you, what right now, uh, currently, what is your guys' involvement with Sustainable uh, Development Challenge? Will you be there on the 23rd as well? And so you said you've been, I can't remember the term you use, I don't want to say mentors, but you guys have helped along some of the groups now, but what's your role now? And where do you guys see, you know, do you see staying involved down the road? Maybe yes. Annabelle, you can go first. So Zahara and I, along with being mentors in the challenge, we're also on the committee board planning it, you know, helping get it coordinated. At the challenge, me and Zahara, uh, someone from my team, and then uh, his name is slipping my mind, but we'll all be MCs at the challenge. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. And do you guys see Zahara, do you see yourself like, you know, helping out as much as you can the next couple of years? I know it depends where life takes you, but is that sort of the idea? Yeah, I won't be studying in Cologne. I'm actually studying on the other side of the country. Oh, but I, I, for me, I think for me, it's very important that I um, I continue with my help. I think, you know, having former participants 
um, giving insight is very important. And, you know, it also inspires more teams after they've participated to, to, to take our roles on if we are not fully able to. So, but I would still love to be a part of it. It's very much been a part of my life since I've done it. So I can't, I wouldn't know what to do without it. Without know? it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, I do have a couple more questions, but I warned you that we're going to have a, we're going to do a little bit of, considering it's Valentine's Day today, we're going to do Valentine's Day trivia just for some fun. We typically do a thing called Would You Rather just to get, you know, get to know personalities of people. But today we're going to have a little bit of trivia. So, I'm going to start with some easy questions. So you guys will be, I, I know 100% sure you'll get these at the first few answers. So if you know an answer, just blurt it out. It's 10 questions, just going to have some fun. Then we're going to end with some, a uh, couple more questions for you too. Okay. Um, so number one, what is the most popular flower given out on Valentine's Day? Red rose. Roses, correct. <laughs> What's the name of the winged child that shoots arrows to make people fall in love? Cupid. 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 Yeah, see, two for two. Who's the unofficial patron saint of love? Cupid? Eros? No. No. <laughs> I don't think know. Of the, think of the holiday. Valentine's. <laughs> saint Valentine. Saint Valentine. That wasn't a, okay. That, that wasn't a quite trick question. Eh? Um, which two colors are considered the unofficial colors of Valentine's Day? Pink and red. Pink and red. Yeah. Are you guys wearing pink and red? My earrings. Pink shirt. What's the name of the new Valentine's Day spinoff typically celebrated on February 13th with single friends? Galentine's. Galentine's. Yeah, Galentine's. Oh, yeah, Galentine's. <laughs> Which popular video streaming platform launched on Valentine's Day in 2005? Amazon. No, Amazon. No, it's, <laughs> it's where you go watch videos right now. Lots of YouTube. Massive. YouTube. Yeah. I, actually, I didn't even know I that. Didn't, yeah, I didn't know me that. Either. I didn't either. That was, I learned something new this morning. So, okay, true or false? Do men purchase the majority of Valentine's Day cards? Yes. I would, true. Yes, but I feel like it's changing. So, it's actually false. Women purchase 85% of cards. Actually? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. All the propaganda that's being fed to us in the the guys for Valentine's. That was interesting. Um, besides Valentine's Day, which holiday? are most flowers sent so outside of valentine's day what's the second one hello no not halloween whoa that's like candy christmas <laughs> christmas nope. no um, Easter? One. april fools no that's a good one actually no it's it's mother's day actually <gasps> oh i forgot yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah okay mother's day okay that seems sounds yeah. about right so according to Spotify, what's the top love song added to love theme playlists around Valentine's Day? I know it's a hard one, but I thought it was kind of fun. I have no idea, to be honest. It's called All of Me by John Legend. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> the that's most that's added awesome. song. And last question, what is the meaning of X and O in XOXO? Uh, kisses and hugs? Yeah. Yeah, X for kisses and O for hugs. Mm -hmm. Awesome. You guys are pretty good. I think you got about 80%. That's impressive. That's pretty good. So learn some new stuff. Um, so a couple more questions to wrap up. So for both of you and maybe Annabelle, you can start. I'm curious, like, again, I think I kind of asked this question earlier, but, you know, what drove you originally to put energy towards sort of positive impact and change? Like I said, there's, there's lots of distractions. You, you know, you could be hanging out with your friends, you could be on social media, you, but you guys have actually made an effort to say, no, we're going to do you know, 
something that's trying to make positive change? Like what drove you? Where did that come from? Was it from family or just from yourself? Like what, what drove you to do that? I don't know. It's really just always been a big part of me. In elementary school, I started a club to protect endangered animals where we raised a few thousand dollars to go towards things like little brown bats or polar bears, stuff like that. Uh, I actually distinctly remember in, I think it was grade two, I was at my friend's house and her mom said, Annabelle, you're very passionate. And I had no idea what that word meant. But then me continuing to help the Stanwood Development Challenge, I guess it's just because I can really see that the Stanwood Development Challenge gave me an opportunity to really make a difference in my community and others globally. And I really want to see this opportunity given to other youth. That's awesome. How about you, Zahara? Um, I think what initially, initially instigated my desire to do it, I come from a multicultural home. Both my parents are immigrants. So all my family, I don't have any extent, like immediate, besides my parents and my sister, which is right. my immediate. I have no extended family, I feel like is the right. proper term, that lives in Canada. All of them live abroad. And so with that, obviously comes the amazing opportunity to travel. So um, I feel like through traveling, my parents, through traveling, and I think also just having very much culture differences with many of my extended family, I think that really um, allowed me to kind of become aware that everyone has different situations, um, culturally, financially. And so then that kind of connected into my um, desire to give back to the community. So growing up, I did a lot of volunteering. Um, my parents also, we always do like big donation runs. So Mm. So then I, then I also actually in grade eight, I had the opportunity to move away. I was, I lived in Dubai for a year, which was very, very like eye-opening and changing. Yeah. And I feel like coming back to Canada, I, I definitely came with a different perspective and much, a much stronger desire to um, get more um, hands-on in my community. So then when I found, found out about that, I just kind of wanted to join. Yeah, and then that's awesome. That. Well, kudos to both both of you for doing that because I know it's not easy with all the distractions and everything else around everybody. Mm -hmm. So I am curious. So as and and uh, Zara, I know you're you're graduating. It sounds like you have you know where you're going next. I'm I'm curious. Like you know, what do you want to do when you after you graduate? Maybe you can speak around that. And how how will you continue to push your? And I don't want to use the word agenda because I thought the word the right word, but sort of <laughs> how, how do you make sure that you you continue to push positive impact so uh, maybe you can start in and I know Annabelle you're a year or two away still but I'm curious if you've given some thought to that so Zahara maybe go first um I'm hopefully hope, hope hoping to um <laughs> major in political science science mm -hmm. and then hopefully obviously do the law test get into law school um I'm thinking maybe doing international law it seems kind of interesting mm -hmm. there um, I'm a very, because my family lives abroad, um, right. like an international license. So I probably would try to get that so I can work in different places. And I'm just a very nomadic person in general. So that would kind of be the focus. And then for pushing for change, I think my steps there would probably help me because um, obviously doing this challenge really helps with your public speaking, your communication, right. your active listening skills. I think anyone that's going into law, you know, it's a very perfect time especially at a young age to rid of the fears of public speaking and everything that comes with that learning how to write proper proposals I think that has helped me and so I feel like for that to continue I probably would try to find maybe club 
clubs at the university. I obviously don't know what exactly the university offers. You kind of just apply right, right. or get in. Um, <laughs> I probably would try to figure out maybe if there's any organizations that um, I could get involved in. Obviously now turning 18, the I could probably travel to do abroad volunteering opportunities, maybe work abroad in different communities. And that probably would help me kind of continue my um, acts of positive change. That's awesome. How about you, Annabelle? Uh, like you said, I still have a bit of time left. <laughs> a little bit left. Um, right now, I'd say I'm leaning towards either business or science. Mm. I just know that wherever I end up, I want to be able to be making really direct help and change in my community. That's awesome. So just to recap the events coming up, um, I know we're already at the half hour mark almost. So Thursday, February 23rd. Uh, Rotary Center of the Arts. Where do people go to if they're listening to this? They're like, yeah, we'd like to go. We want to. We like to, you know, register. Where do the people go and actually get tickets? I believe it's there's a link on the Sustainable Development Challenge's website, as okay. well as a link um, embedded into the Instagram account on their like uh, description or bio. Is it called Annabelle? Yeah. Bio. That was it's called. So I think yeah. you could press there, get tickets there, and then obviously just check the. Rotary Center and then I should be well. Right. Well, that's exciting. Well, thank you both. I know you're both busy and you're in school. So thank you for joining today. And again, like kudos to all the amazing things you two are doing. And I'm sure you'll continue to make a positive impact for sure. I think you guys are both very motivated to do that, which is awesome to see. So I look forward to hearing your names down the road and all the amazing things that you two accomplished for sure. That's awesome. So but thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having us. Thank you. It's great to get no the word out. That's awesome. Well, thank both of you and everyone else. Have a great rest of your day and thank you for tuning into Business Matters. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive.